When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. of the Oregon Sports Network. And Oregon is going to play in the national championship game. This is Duck Insider. We need to get community. We need this thing to be bigger than just our little circle of players and coaches. Are you kidding me? Touchdown, Oregon. With two seconds on the clock. He hits it. That's the bigger picture in this thing. Allowing the community to celebrate the hard work, blue-collar mentality this group brings to And the Ducks have won it. The Ducks have won. We get to struggle together, and we get to have joy together. The Ducks are Pac-12 champions! Champions! I am so proud right now to be the head coach of Oregon. Catch me! Touchdown, Oregon! This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Now let's go live to the Country Financial Studio to talk Oregon Ducks athletics. Day two! It is officially the month of August? Can you believe this? The very first, and I mean the very first time that we have done a media day in the month of July. That meant we were on the air in July. Now we're on the air in August, and it just feels right for Duck football to start practice tomorrow. I'm Joey Mack. Thanks for being with us. Yesterday, uh, you heard a variety of live interviews with Dan Lanning and some Oregon student-athletes. Today, a lot of the recorded interviews from media day as we continue to ramp up toward Duck football practice starting on Wednesday. Also, coming up Graham Abel Matt Ulmer the other two coaches whose teams get rolling in this fall slate end of summer fall slate 
Oregon soccer, the first to start things off, then Oregon volleyball before we know it, and then it's going to be track and field and cross country getting rolling. We'll talk with Coach Schumacher, of course, coming up. So a ton of interviews to get to today. Uh, it will be uh, head coach Dan Lanning and quarterback Bo Nix for sure at the podium and a number of other interviews as well before the Ducks hit the practice field tomorrow. Also some cool news from Oregon women's basketball we'll tell you about later today, and it's officially watch list season. Ducks getting named all kinds of watch lists. Uh, we'll take some of your Facebook comments and questions, YouTube comments and questions if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour. Otherwise, thanks for joining us across the Oregon Sports Network. Let's hear from Dan Lanning. His press conference yesterday, uh, we talked with him live in the Country Financial Studio, but of course, uh, sometimes I don't ask every question. I also uh, may not ask the best questions, but Dan Lanning did say that we covered everything. If you were with us yesterday, I asked him for a film grade at the end. He didn't give us the grade he didn't give us a letter grade, but what Coach did give us, he said we covered everything. Let's see if his press conference covered everything. Duck football head coach Dan Lanning from Media Day. Welcome back. Summer is over. So I'm um, really excited right now about this 2023 season. There's certainly a belief uh, in our program uh, about Oregon football. We're really excited about it. I'm, I'm super pumped. We've got a phenomenal staff that I'm really pumped about. Got to bring some new additions in with Will Stein, Chris Hampton, Alik Terry. They fit. Um, schematically what we want to accomplish. They're phenomenal coaches and teachers, but just as important, they fit uh, us. They, they have, share like-minded thoughts. They want to coach the way we want to coach. Also really excited about a lot of newcomers in our program. Shared it before. We have over you know 50 new guys in our program that uh, really fit what we do. I think they'll, they'll create some schematic advantages for us. They create some great matchups for us that we can take advantage of. It's no secret our theme this offseason has been good to great. Right? And we all know that good is the enemy of great. And we're, we're trying to fight complacency every day, trying to make sure that we never stay satisfied. I'll be honest, we're not really worried about any other opponents. We're worried about ourselves. That's our focus. I know you guys will have a lot of questions about other teams, but I'm going to keep telling you that we're worried about the Oregon Ducks. You know, right now, we believe our business has changed. We have to grow. We have, we've talked about that growth mindset in the past. What can we get better at? If we came in here and tried to do everything exactly the same as last year, certainly we have a process that we believe in, um, but we'd be failing ourselves. We want to figure out where, is, where we can improve, what things that we can do better, and we've made some adjustments to do that. You know, also we're focused on the 20-mile march. Everybody's excited about the first day of school. Everybody gets excited about the first practice, but the reality is it's about consistency consistency in your approach, consistency in about the way you attack things. And the reality is we also know it won't be pretty. So when it's not pretty, how are we going to win uh, in those scenarios? Um, we're ready for it, and we're excited to attack this season. But with that being said, we'll go ahead and open up for questions. Coach, a theme of your program is connection and a lot of new faces. What have been the, what's been the process the last few months of just kind of getting everybody on the same page so you can start off camp on the same page? Yeah, no, no secret for us. We're, we're always looking for opportunities to connect with our guys off the field. Yesterday we went and played some paintball. Apparently I was a popular target. I took some good hits. I'm going to have some, some funky bruises all over, but uh, that was a lot of fun. We recently just climbed Spencer's Butte. Obviously there's a couple purposes to that. Um, spent a lot of time at our coaches' houses this offseason, uh, my house as well, just finding moments to spend time with each other outside of ball. When you're talking about this slogan of going from good to great, what kind of examples can you draw upon to talk to your team about maybe past coaching experience, other sports teams, other examples? What kind of examples do you draw upon when getting in front of your team and talking about that motto? Yeah, there's a ton of them, but really we just start within the book. You know, like 20-mile march is a great example of, you know, the, having a consistent approach. 
right? Be the hedgehog. Know what your strength is, right? So there, not everybody's going to have strengths in every field, but what is yours and how are you going to utilize it? Um, I've, had a, uh, I've been around a lot of teams, right? Seen a lot of teams make that same, that same approach and take that same march. And, and really our focus is, yeah, we want to use those examples, but our focus is us, right? How can we accomplish that? There are a few uh, rule changes this year, sometimes uh, with untimed downs, consecutive timeouts, uh, running clock. How much impact do you think that's going to have on the game, and how much time have you spent this offseason trying to prepare for that? Yeah, it, it doesn't change a ton of things in our um, in our approach, um, but ultimately we want to be a really educated team on what that looks like. So we'll spend a lot of time, more than anything, just educating our players of when it changes, what it looks like. Um, I don't know if there was a scenario last year where we used two time, timeouts in a row, so I don't know that that's going to be something that's going to show up. Um, ultimately, I understand the idea of let's you know speed up the process of the game, and when it gets into two minute, you know I think all of us appreciate the rules that exist in college football. Last week, when Rob was talking to the board about your new contract, he referred to it as the first part of a bold vision. Two questions for you on it: in your perspective, what is the second part of that vision? And from your perspective, in this level of commitment from the institution and yourself, why was the buyout throughout the duration of your deal an important component to you to show your level of commitment here? Yeah, I'll start with the second part of that question. You know, as a coach, all you all you ever really want to focus on is being in a place where you can win and you can raise your family. And since the day I got here, it's been no secret that I want to be here. Um, I'm thrilled about the opportunity that was given to me to become the head coach at Oregon. It means a lot to me. I, don't, I never take it for granted. I wake up every morning and I pinch myself. But ultimately, uh, my love for this place um, and what it provides for my family and a place that they can be and have some consistency. I've got three kids. Um, they've lived in eight states. You know, it's nice to be able to see him graduate from the same school. And when you know there is a bold vision for what's next, when you know that there's opportunities for more things down the road, you see the commitment and the alignment of our university. As a coach, you're willing to sign up for that because, you know, um, winning, you know, that's a priority here, right? And we have what it takes to win. So when we have what it takes to win and you can have some consistency for your family, uh, I think that shows how, uh, you know, again, back to my opening statement, how much belief there is in Oregon and what we're about to achieve. Um, you know, the other part of that question is what's coming next. There's a lot. So just sit back and watch. What goes into determining kind of what you want the season to be like and picking those kind of words and kind of what conversations go behind that? Yeah, again, you know, ultimately words are just that. They're words. It's not really about words. It's about action, you know, but I'm always looking for what this isn't a cookie cutter deal. It doesn't work. There's 131 different teams in college football and FBS football. You know, we're not looking for the cookie cutter Example, if you're rolling out the exact same material every single year for your players, it can become mundane, and you're probably not attacking your strengths or your weaknesses. So I know I mentioned before a SWOT analysis that we did. We go back and we evaluate what are we really good at, where can we improve, and ultimately we felt like that's it's time for us to take that step. Hearing what you're saying about your family absolutely makes sense, and that buyout is, you know, it's pretty eye-popping. But around college football and in here as well, you know, we have heard coaches say, you know, I'm in, I'm committed, this is it for the long term, and then the opportunities arise and, and coaches leave so why should people believe that you are here for the long term you got 20 million dollars <laughs> i mean i like look i don't mind you know we talk about when you cook breakfast right the chicken right you, you pop out an egg he's committed but the pig like he's all in right that bacon it, it takes a little bit more I, I coaches so often it, it it's not fair in college football in my opinion when a university makes a commitment to a coach but a coach doesn't make a commitment to that university i want to be here right and believe or not believe whatever you want i mean there's no secret that this is what i want i've said before the grass isn't always greener like i have everything i want 
here, right? And there's a vision for this continue to grow. We're able to get elite players. I think that's no secret. Um, as long as we can continue to, to recruit at a high level, develop, and continue to have world-class facilities, um, continue to push the bar and everything that we do, everything's here that's necessary for us to be successful. So it's something I want to sign up for. It's not something I shy away from. Dan, to uh, uh, get to kind of the conference realignment discussion, because since media day, obviously some things have changed. Talk about what's next. There's questions about what's next. And yes, you focus on this season and camp and those things, but why should staying in the Pac-12 or Pac-10 when you don't even know who one of those opponents might be next season? Why is that best for Oregon going forward? You know, my focus is on this team, and you already answered the question. You already knew what I was going to say. Like, I'm, I'm worried about first camp practice. That's what I'm really focused on. Um, we get to play elite competition in this league. I'm excited. As long as we get to play great teams, that's what I'm excited for. And I think that's really clear in this conference. Um, the teams that we're lined up against, we get to go against great guys. It's the year of the quarterback. We're going to get to face great ones every single uh, week. But my, my focus is no further than game one, right, and really practice one. Looking at Treshawn Holden, a couple things. A, how would you evaluate what he's going to bring to this team? And then, you know, B, looking back in February and how that situation was handled. In hindsight, uh, how do you feel about the way you guys handled that? And maybe that was a lesson moving forward. I don't know. Yeah, you, you operate with the information you have at hand, right? And, you know, I think we... Um, we're always going to put the best interest of our players first, but when based on the information you have, you have to utilize that information. And certainly it's a learning opportunity for uh, every single one of us, but it doesn't mean the information would have created a different approach. You just want to make sure that you continue to get accurate information. What I'm excited about with Treshawn, he's got great size. Um, he's a big catch radius. He's picking up our system well. Uh, and I think he's, you know, he's proven he can play at a high level. Uh, at other places, I'm excited to see him play at a high level here. This is the last time with USC on the schedule and, and potentially UCLA if you if you play them down the road. Uh, with them going to the Big Ten, is there have there been conversations or is there a desire to you know maybe schedule them non conference games down the road? Have you guys talked about that at all? I'm, I'm not concerned about that right now. I'm worried about this this season right now. So no, that hasn't been a, a conversation piece for me. I understand you're keeping kind of everything right in front of you. So to that point, practice starts in a couple of days. What excites you about that and, and maybe just this team as a whole? Yeah, like, why, why do you get into coaching, right? I enjoy, I certainly enjoy the games, but I enjoy the practices as well because that's where you see a lot of the growth. And for me, being on the grass, there's nothing more fun, right? You enjoy the relationships you build with the players. Um, but these guys are excited to see what their hard work looks like. We've had a lot of guys change their bodies this offseason, uh, add great weights, shed some weight, get stronger in the weight room. You know, you don't really get to see those results until you get out there on the field. So, uh, and then figuring out what we have. Like I said, we got a lot of new pieces to this team. And it's great on paper, but what's it look like whenever it's out there on the field? Duck football head coach Dan Lanning talking with the media yesterday as part of his press conference. More coming up with Oregon football head coach Dan Lanning. Fight like a duck with exceptional cancer care close to home. Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center bringing you every chat with Coach Lanning on Duck Insider this fall. We're back after this with more from Coach Lanning. Practice starts tomorrow. Keep it here on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. As a local community credit union founded by teachers, OnPoint is committed to supporting the students and faculty at the University of Oregon. And on game day, we're right there with you, on the field, in the bleachers, and in the classrooms. Drop by our local branch today and discover the many ways OnPoint can help support your financial well-being. OnPoint Community Credit Union. People are the point. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. 
Hey, Duck fans, we're all about protecting our home turf here in Eugene. You should do the same for your home with Country Financial Insurance. Most home insurance doesn't account for inflation, but with Country Financial, yours can. If something happens to your home, make sure you can rebuild the same house in the same place. Call a local representative or 866-COUNTRY and get a solid defense for your home. Home insurance policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Country Casualty Insurance Company, or Country Preferred Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. Property must meet aging condition requirements, which vary by state. Doc Insider, Doc Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union, Joey Mack in the Country Financial Studio. We've got more from Coach Lanning, Duck Football Head Coach, part two of his press conference chatting with the media from Media Day yesterday. Uh, Coach Lanning was here in the studio. We talked with him live, and now we've got more from his press conference ahead of tomorrow afternoon's first Duck football practice of the 2023 season. Lots of talks, a lot, a lot of talk about the quarterbacks in this league this year, but there is, is there anything that's underrated you think that people aren't talking about that is going to be especially difficult about the Pac-12 in particular? I can't answer that because I don't spend a lot of time worrying about what other people are talking about. Um, you know, it's a great league. We get Again, you mentioned it. We've got great quarterback play. I think the variety of systems that you see week in and week out, there's some really good coaches in this league, and it's challenging to, to prep and train for the variety of things that you'll see. So um, that's an exciting piece. But outside of that, I'm not sure what everybody's talking about. Dan, going back to media day or even today, you've referenced obviously a lot of the, the books, the podcasts, the sayings, the mottos that you've employed over the years. Do you want the players to read and consume from the same well? Do you want them to go to the book, Good to Great? Do you want them to listen to Gladwell and Mawad and Collins? Or do you want to just be the one to pass on the message and come from you? Or do you do you want them to actually take on reading the book if you're going to reference the book? Uh, we go through the pieces that I, I really have an interest in them seeing, but certainly I, lo- I want our players to find what excites them and find what motivates them. And if they have somewhere they can expand some knowledge, I want them to tap into it. This last couple of weeks, we've seen kind of a reemergence of the discussion of the value of running backs, especially at the NFL level. What do you anticipate the future of college running backs looking like? Are guys going to want to, st- are elite athletes going to want to still keep playing running back, knowing that that might not be the most, you know, valuable position for them in, in the long term? Yeah, I think so because they like touching the ball, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that probably starts in little league, right? You want to score touchdowns, you like to be the running back, and um, you play for the love of the game. There's a lot of you know lost 
sight on at the end of the day you want players to play for the love of the game the guys that love football love hard work we're lucky to have that here we have a great running back group um this conference has a lot of great running backs in it as well but i think you'll keep seeing guys that want to touch the ball if you have guys that want to touch the ball they're going to want to play running back in the spring you added a couple receivers to the mix now drion dickey's here for fall camp just what are the expectations for him what does he kind of bring to the table that makes that room different for you guys yeah, again, I, I've said it a bunch, but if you're good enough, you're old enough. So we, we're going to see, right? We haven't been out there in pads yet. We haven't been out there running routes. Obviously, he's a talented player, uh, as well as a lot of our young uh, players on our team. So excited to see what he can bring. Um, his film was was great in high school, and we want to see it carry over to what it can look like in college. It's a different game in college. He's got some work to do. As far as putting your stamp on the program year one, seemed like it was about you know establishing your culture. What sort of the goal of Camp 2 with you? Say again, what's our what? What's your sort of your goal? As putting your stamp on the program, what's your goal for Camp 2? Yeah, I don't, I, not so much about our stamp. My goal is for our team to be the absolute best team they can possibly be, right? So in 2023, what's that look like? I'm focused more on the process than I am the result, right? Are we able to execute this play at the highest level possible? Are we able to be the best condition team? Do we have a level of toughness, right, that shows up when you watch us play? Like, those are all the things that we want to make sure we can achieve in fall camp. Over at Media Day, you were talking a little bit about how you, as you enter year two, you're starting to notice the players kind of echoing your message to the newer players. I was just kind of wondering, as, as fall camp gets started, kind of a two-parter, what, what, are there any key points you want to hear from those veteran players coming to the new players in that messaging? And are there a couple players maybe that you've noticed doing that a little more maybe than others this spring and summer? I certainly couldn't just name a couple because we've, we've had a bunch, right? And that's one of the biggest things I see in this team compared to the last team is um, how many guys are vocal about what they want to see accomplished and what standard they want held. Um, so really excited about that and what that looks like, you know, moving forward. Um, it's not necessarily about one theme. It's about consistency again, right? It's about hard work uh, day over day, time over time. And it's not just the stuff that happens on the field. It's the off the field. Right. It's the prehab rehab. It's what you're doing nutritionally. It's what you're doing in the classroom. Right. Um, all those things add up. A coach, when you look at the change with your with your new OC, uh, how do you envision the offense looking this year? How do you envision it being different or, you know, just the identity and so on and so forth? Yeah, I think the DNA traits of who we are is it's Oregon football. So we're going to continue to do a lot of things we do well. I think all great coaches are u- able to utilize their players and lean in on the strengths of their players. I mean, I think that goes back to being a good high school coach. You have to adapt to what you have each year. So what I'm excited about is we're going to still have some of those same traits. We're still going to be a great team at running the ball, um, but we're still going to take the opportunities to pu- uh, push the ball downfield. It's no secret we have a really good quarterback. We're going to lean on him. Um, we're going to use the people around him. Um, we have some inexperience on the O-line, but we also have some experience in other places. It's more about getting experience together, right? We're able to create some of that consistency. But Will brings in a lot of great ideas. He's been a part of a variety of systems um, that I want to see us be able to institute within the framework of what we already do, and, and that's already happening. Yeah, we're all on the same page. We spend a lot of time talking through our process together, um, but certainly I think you want it to give your coaches responsibilities and then be excited with the results that they come up with, right? So I want our coaches to coach uh, Will along with the rest of the offensive staff. That's a collaborative effort. It's no one person on their own, um, but he's done a f- phenomenal job of gelling those guys together, and certainly I'm popping in there to share my thoughts um, frequently. Terrence Ferguson missed a little bit of time at the end of spring, but you said he thought he'd be you know, on a track to, to be full go by when camp comes. Has he stayed on that timeline? Do you expect him to be out there with the guys this week? Yeah, he's been he's done a great job this summer. Um, we'll continue to assess it. Obviously, safety of our players is priority number one. You don't want to rush a guy back, but yeah, he certainly looked good this summer and is, is tracking the right direction. With the trajectory Bo was on before the injury and the tra- trajectory the team was on, really, how much do you think that that um, 
or what what kind of impact has that had on him kind of between seasons in terms of the way he's approached this season mentally and and from a motivation standpoint do you think that sticks with him what what kind of impact has his trajectory no i'm sorry that was horrible phrasing the injury and and kind of just the the way the regular season ended um when it looked like you guys were going a certain direction then obviously fall off when he gets hurt um did ended on a great note in the holiday bowl but how did that injury and kind of the way the regular season ended do you think affect him and impact the way he's approaching this season I think Bo's always had a great approach. I think he's hungry. Um, there's a reason he came back, right? Uh, if he has some goals that he wants to accomplish, he saw a vision for where we're at now. Um, has his approach changed? No, he came in with that approach, right? So I don't think any of that's really assessed it. Now, what I think he's continued to be cognizant of is, okay, how can I make sure that I'm available and present? And I think that's every player on our team. What can I continue to do to push myself um, from a prehab, rehab standpoint, from the things that I can do off the field to help control that? But some of that stuff you can't control, right? you got to go play the game. Uh, you touched on it a little bit, but different O-line this year, losing some quality starts there, but adding a couple experienced transfers and a new coach. What are you hoping to see from that group this fall when it comes to ultimately making your decisions of, of who's going to line up there um, come September 2nd? Yeah, we'll make our decisions based on who the best group is and who the best players are, right? And there might be more than one player that can contribute to that. You know, there might be more than one player that can uh, help. I, I think we will. It's it's about a group effort. But a lot of that stuff I've already seen, right? I think Coach Terry's done a phenomenal job of creating some consistency and toughness in that group. These guys are getting extra. They're spending more time up here on their own. Um, really, again, player-led, and that's something that excites me. They They realize that they don't have the experience together, so how are they creating that? Dan, just wanted to confirm one personnel update it looked like on the roster that J.J. Greenfield is no longer with the program. That's correct. How do you handle leadership, guys, player-led practices? Do you approach guys this offseason saying, hey, it's expected you're going to be a leader, or is that something you want to happen organically? How do you approach that? Yeah, or, organically is part of it, but we certainly – you have to train leadership, right? Just like you train a play, just like you train coaches, you have to train that, and you have to make sure you can let guys know that they have that opportunity. What we don't do is define who can be a leader. I don't care if you're a freshman or a senior. I don't care if you're a three-year starter, if you never started a game. Like, leadership's based on who's going to follow you, right? So we have to give our guys the tools. We continue to mold that through, you know, our get real programs and stuff that we do outside of ball. Um, and then we look for opportunities to challenge guys and where they can push people to be, you know, better versions of themselves and push themselves to be better. Um, but I think that develops within your program. Uh, there's been some shuffling, you know, in the quarterback room. What do you see, you know, the role of that backup quarterback and what does that competition look like? Well, you want, to, you want to make sure that when he comes in, you can win games, right? And there isn't a drop-off. The expectation is if they train to become uh, the next guy up, they, they train to become the guy that's on the field. And uh, I think we've all seen great examples of that, you know, winning games and winning down the stretch uh, because of that play. So we expect not to have a drop-off when there's going to be more than just one position, right? There's going to be injuries this year. Those will exist. And what we want is our next guy to be up and ready, right? And uh, that's the expectation across the board. We're compete. We compete across all positions. Let's compete. Um, I know you touched on this a little bit, but as far as the Pac-12, can I just get your initial reaction when you heard about the news of Colorado leaving? And does these changes change the approach or your attitude as far as the coming this season? Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember when, what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. You remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. That's Dan Lanning, Duck Football Head Coach, from his press conference yesterday. Quick timeout. More to come with the Duck Football Head Coach. Practice starts tomorrow. Going to be here before we know it. Uh, Part two of Coach Lanning's press conference after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield.
paths, trails, and rivers. Ready for some SUV action? Drive family adventures with the Highlander. Make a splash with the RAV4. Or haul fun with a Sequoia. Check them at Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As a local community credit union founded by teachers, OnPoint is committed to supporting the students and faculty at the University of Oregon. And on game day, we're right there with you. On the field, in the bleachers, and in the classrooms. Drop by our local branch today and discover the many ways OnPoint can help support your financial well-being. OnPoint Community Credit Union. People are the point. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Dear roads, trails, and rivers. Ready for some SUV action? Drive family adventures with the Highlander. Make a splash with the RAV4. Or haul fun with a Sequoia. Check them at Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Cider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. On the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Put your phone on D&D, that means that do not disturb when you're driving. And when you're going from point A to B, I need you to stay safe, please, so always sing with me. So put your phone on D&D, that means that do not disturb when you're driving. And when you're going from point A to B, I need you to stay safe, please, so always remember this beat. Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Um, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating, without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wander. Metamorphosis, philosophical eudoxiness. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditoutogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. So we're going to break in the Country Financial Studio, and I said part two coming up, and Scott goes, that was part two. Well, apparently the broadcaster isn't in midseason form yet, okay? So, yeah, that was part two. Sorry, I meant to say that that was part two. That was Coach Lanning's press conference. Now coming up is Bo Nix's press conference. Duck football quarterback met with the media as we continue uh, to review Oregon Football Media Day, getting ready for practice to start tomorrow. Here's Bo Nix. Bo Connection is a big theme for this program and as a leader on this team with so many new faces. What's been the process of trying to get everybody on the same page over the course of this offseason so you can kind of hit the ground running Wednesday? Yeah, well, like you said, a lot of new faces, a lot of new guys at the program. Uh, and we just wanted to have a good offseason, uh, you know, work hard together, see each other work, um, do a lot of tough things in the offseason. Um, and, you know, that's when you, I guess, connect the most is in the offseason right before the season. And then um, you know, up here in the summer, um, being around each other all the time, and then, uh, you know, going through fall camp. It's important for us to have a good fall camp, uh, to be around each other, and to continue to make that connection that we have um, already built, and then, you know, make some more with others. A lot of new faces here that just got here from, um, you know, in the summer, uh, you know, new freshmen, and uh, we're excited to have those guys, excited to, you know, incorporate them in our culture, and, um, you know, each and every one of them you know, have a role on our team and, you know, it's up to us and the leadership and up to them to kind of 
find that role and start fitting in it so that we can connect even more. After spending an offseason with Will Stein, what are some of the differences between him and Kenny Dillingham, and how's that relationship between you and him continued to grow? Uh, well, I think, uh, you know, we, from the, you know, from the get go, from the time we got here, we have a great relationship. We've really done a good job kind of from the, um, you know, from the, uh, you know, bottom and just, you know, started at the relationship part and just try to get to know each other as, as humans. And then, you know, maybe I'll pick his brain from an offensive play caller's point of view. And, uh, you know, you can't expect him to be the same as Coach Dillingham or two different people. Um, but, you know, I'm excited to be around him. Uh, he provides a lot of good things. Um, he does a lot of uh, things that I'm comfortable with, and then he's going to provide some new things that he's going to teach me and we're going to be able to run and incorporate. Um, so I'm excited about it. I think we got a lot of good talent coming back, um, anticipating, um, you know, great things for us on offense. But because of your position, you've had to talk about this upcoming year a lot, whether it be from why you came back to coaches changing to new recruits to scheduling. What's it like actually like being in a place where you're going to practice this week and you can kind of put at least that kind of the build up to this behind you? Well, I'm excited to get rolling and get practicing again because, uh, you know, that's why we're all here. Just get us on the football field. And, um, you know, I feel like that's where we're going to make, you know, our biggest strides. And as a team, you know, we all kind of feel the same way. Uh, we've had a, um, you know, a long off season. We've anticipated a lot. And, um, you know, now that it's here, we get to finally go out there and just play some ball. And um, that's what I'm excited about, practicing every day, going out there and, you know, making throws again, running around, having a good time, um, moving the ball down the field, um, practicing with the guys, competing against the defense. Um, and, you know, fall camp's really a time uh, to where, you know, you you know it's right around the corner. So, you know, you got to get ready. Um, you got to prepare quickly. Um, but, you know, you got a little bit of time here to kind of, um, you know, iron out all the things that you need to get going and um, to where once you get to the season, you can do what you're comfortable with, do what you're good at, and, um, you know, let everybody just do their job and do what they're good at. Dan just said that the role of the backup is to make sure he can enter a game if he needs to and win. What's your role in making sure those backups are, are ready for that? And, and what's your confidence level that would be the case? Well, I think as a quarterback room, each and every one of us got to prepare like we're the starter. Um, I've always thought that. Um, and, you know, at the same time as we're preparing like we're the starter, we all got to compete like we're the backup or like we're the third or fourth string. You know, going in, I was actually thinking about this today, going in, I'm, it's a competition again. You know, it's a, um, um, you know, every day is a competition, um, a healthy competition. You know, we're trying to get better ourselves, but help each other out as we go. Um, you know, Ty may see something that he teaches me. Um, I may see something that I teach Austin. And, uh, you know, it's just we're all on the same team. We're all, you know, motivated to do the same thing. And that's for whatever we got to do to win games. And, you know, we talk about it all the time as a um, as a group, you know, we got to embrace our purpose, embrace our roles as we are. And, uh, you know, whatever that may be, we're going to embrace them and, and grow. And, um, you know, I think it's a big, important thing for the quarterback room, especially is just to compete all the time. Uh, you know, if I can compete against myself, um, obviously using, you know, externally those guys kind of compete against them, but, you know, internally compete against myself. I think that's the best thing that I can do at this point in my career. And, you know, as those guys continue to grow and develop themselves, they're still young, still got a lot of football ahead of them. Um, and, you know, it's exciting to watch those guys do it and exciting to be, you know, play a role in their lives. 
Bo, when Coach Lanning talks about this idea of going from, from good to great, how do you plan on specifically applying that in your game and in your life on and off the field this season? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, first off, on the field, it's being, you know, that, um, you know, the steady leader that the offense needs. It's, um, you know, similar to what it was last year. You know, it was doing what I did last year, but at, at a higher, you know, even better scale um, and figuring that out as I go. You know, what areas can I, um, you know, go from where I was good and then where I was, you know, capable, and now is like one of my strengths. And where can I go to where my weaknesses aren't my weaknesses anymore? Where can I go to where my strengths are now elite and they're at the top? You know, I think that as a as a player and as an evaluator, as an individual, you got to look at yourself and kind of figure those things out. Um, and that's why you got practice and you got a whole camp to to uh, you know really look those in the mirror and figure out what they are and. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things to where, you know, I feel like we're, we're as a quarterback specifically right there, really close. Um, and now it's just do, using the camp, using practice to do those in practice so that you can turn around and do them in the game. And you, it's a feeling comfortable with it and knowing that you can do it and the guys knowing that you can do it um, and knowing that the guys are going to be there and all that kind of stuff. You know, it all plays a role. And I'm excited to, you know, go into it again knowing – those things and, you know, understanding it and having a, um, you know, an outlook and having a, a big picture goal in mind. A lot of new guys in the wide receiver room this year. Obviously, you were new last year. What, with that experience last year, kind of coming in and having to build up that chemistry quickly, what, what did you kind of learn from that to do that this year with a lot of new guys in that room? Well, you know, last year, um, you know, being the new guy, it was, you know, a little bit more worried about yourself and just make sure you're doing the right thing. Make sure the guys see you doing the right thing and see you working hard, seeing you do extra. But not only just seeing it, it's like you're, you know, you're, um, that I'm willing to do it or that I want to do it. And then they see that and it kind of carries over. But, you know, now I, I can't change. I got to be the same person. Um, and just continue to work hard, harder and harder and, you know, have those guys follow. And then, as those new guys get going, as they start to figure themselves out and start to figure out their role on the team, it's now, okay, how can I, you know, incorporate those guys um, into a bigger picture and how can I get those guys um, on, a, on another level that they may know that they can get to, they just kind of need help getting to. And, um, you know, it's tough with when you got new guys, you got to kind of speed up the relationship process a little bit. You know, you only get, in our case, we'll have 365 days just within a year um, to get to know each other and to go out there and win football games together. Um, and it's doable. You know, a lot of teams, a lot of other players have done it in the past. Um, it's just figuring out those um, those little things. You know, trust and, um, you know, transparency is a, a really important thing. Um, when they trust you, they'll do anything for you. And, you know, I feel like as a quarterback and, um, you know, that's kind of my job is to build that trust, to build the chemistry so that when we go out there on a field um, in a fourth quarter, when we're playing a tough opponent, we don't really have to worry about, you know, is this guy going to be there or can I count on this guy to give effort or all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of, you know, what I practice with this guy each day. Um, I know what he's like as a person. I know what drives him. And so I know what I'm going to get out of him. And that's huge. And that's how, honestly, going back, that's how you can go from good to great. You can go from, um, you know, that trust and that relationship level and, all of a sudden you're winning games in the fourth quarter and uh, you're doing it in a, in a cool way because you're all kind of going in the same, same direction. 
Oregon football quarterback Bo Nix talking with the media. His press conference will continue it after this timeout. Duck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Back, it's good to be back in the country financial studio. More from Duck quarterback Bo Nix next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. It's trails and rivers. Ready for some SUV action? Drive family adventures with the Highlander. Make a splash with the RAV4. Or haul fun with a Sequoia. Check them at Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Duck fans. We're all about protecting our home turf here in Eugene. You should do the same for your home with Country Financial Insurance. Most home insurance doesn't account for inflation, but with Country Financial, yours can. If something happens to your home, make sure you can rebuild the same house in the same place. Call a local representative or 866-COUNTRY and get a solid defense for your home. Home insurance policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Country Casualty Insurance Company, or Country Preferred Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. Property must meet aging condition requirements, which vary by state. Deer roads, trails, and rivers. Ready for some SUV action? Drive family adventures with the Highlander. Make a splash with the RAV4. Or haul fun with a Sequoia. Check them at Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. On Point, Oregon's largest locally headquartered credit union. We're in the Country Financial Studio, and yesterday, Oregon Football Media Day up in the club at Otson. Bo Nix, part two, Duck quarterback meeting with the media. You know, a lot of returning defenders over spring camp said that they saw marked improvement from year one to year two at Tosh Lupoy's defense. Just where did you see it from a quarter quarterback's perspective, and how do you think that they'll improve over the 2023 season? Well, I think, uh, you know, they definitely have, um, you know, added some new pieces. Um, you got new guys all over the field. It feels like a lot of really good talent. Um, a lot of guys playing in their strengths. A lot of guys where they're, um, you know, capable of making a lot of plays. And, you know, as far as scheme goes, you know, they always adapt and always finding ways to get better. And, uh, you know, he... Is an extremely hard worker, extremely good coach. Has been around a lot. It's got a lot of, um, you know, experience at that role. Um, and then you know he's going to dial it up and um, you know do whatever they can to you know be the best defense they can be. And saw that in spring. Um, you know, obviously with a new system, you got a lot of 
the guys that have been here a little bit more um, familiar with it, not having to relearn things. So you're having players on the field that can teach new guys um, some stuff, and it's not just the coaches that are teaching. So you have more teachers and you have more coaches out there, and, um, you know, that that's a good thing. That's an important thing. Um, and, you know, same way on offense. Um, when you know what's going on, you can teach other guys. And, you know, I truly believe our second year in, a lot of guys that have been here last year kind of understand a little bit you know, more of what the expectation is, what the standard is, and so we can implement that. And it's not just, you know, Coach Landing or the coaches kind of, you know, telling us, um, you know, how we should do things or the way we should do things. Now we understand the standard. It can communicate that ourselves. And from a defensive standpoint, that's exactly what they've done. When you look at, at Trayshawn Holden, what have you seen, you know, behind the scenes the last few weeks out of him, and, and how would you assess what he's going to bring to that position for you? Yeah, well, Trayshawn's a very competitive guy, uh, very fiery. Um, you know, he takes ball very seriously. He plays with a lot of passion. Um, and, you know, just my time with him so far, been impressed with his, um, you know, his ability to go out there and, you know, compete and, um, you know, at a high level and always bring that drive, always bring that will to compete. Uh, because at the end of the day, that's a lot of playing receiver. You know, it's how bad do I want the ball? And he, he's a go-getter. He'll go get the ball. Uh, he runs really good routes, really good in one-on-one situations. Um, strong guy, dependable. He's played a lot of football himself, so excited to have him. If you could distill this down to one moment, what was your favorite memory from last season? Well, that was there was a lot of them. Uh, my favorite moment from last year was probably, you know, as simple as it was playing my first game in Autzen and enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying the crowd, um, you know, throwing some touchdowns to guys that, you know, some of their first time, you know, being in um, playing a key role in, in a game, you know, some of those younger guys. Um, you know, I just think about that game, how, how much fun it was. You know, the I think the, the newness of it was um, what was, I think, the most fun about it. It's just like I'd never experienced it before, and I was doing it as a player. So... Um, I didn't even have the fan, um, you know, expectations or anything like that. So I just got the full effect as a player. But then you can go into the Washington State comeback, um, UCLA game, um, Utah, uh, North Carolina. I mean, there was a lot of fun moments. It was a, it was a fun year. Going into this year with a, a new offensive line, obviously you had spring to and an off season to kind of gel and create relationships with them. But what are things that you're looking for over these next few weeks? What are the things that you can't know until you get into fall camp and until you get into the game situation with them? Well, at the end of the day, I don't think you, um, with new experience guys, you can't really tell exactly how they're going to mesh until you face another opponent. Um, got a lot of guys that have played a lot of snaps, um, but they've not necessarily played together. And I think that was what, you know, last year was so intriguing about the guys is they played so much together. So they knew calls, they knew, um, you know, little communication methods they had that was, um, you know, just from experience and from playing. So over the next few weeks, um, you know, throughout the season, we got to figure out those guys, uh, how they communicate, how they, um, you know, audible and how they con- connect and, and um, communicate calls and how they talk. Um, you know, that's a, an important thing for an O-line. And uh, it's important to be familiar with each other. And, you know, I think as fall camp goes, they'll become more and more familiar. Bo, for all you've done in college, you have not had a thousand yard receiver since high school with Tez. What 
will be different about this season where at least one of your guys might be able to do it, whether it be Tez or Troy or Treshawn or Chris, why will you have a thousand yard receiver this season? And, and who do you think is most capable of, of breaking that for you? Well, I think they're all capable. Um, I don't think that's the, the question. I think they're all capable. I think they're all, um, you know, ready for their opportunity. It's just going to come down to, I think, situational um, football situation and, um, you know, which guy gets the, the targets and which guy gets the explosive plays and the yak. And, um, you know, like I said, they're all capable of doing that. Um, I didn't realize there hadn't been one, um, you know, especially in my time because um, I feel like I've had some really talented guys. And um, I think it's just a tribute to, you know, spreading the ball around and moving it around. But at the same time, you know, each guy – especially this year is going to have their own strengths. And so it's going to be situationally, um, you know, who gets those opportunities, who makes the most out of them, and, you know, how can we get those guys the ball and make, you know, opportunities for them, um, get them open, throw them open, um, you know, call plays for them and, um, you know, get get the ball to the hot hand, you know. Um, that's a basketball saying, but, you know, it plays a lot in football too, you know, I think. Some of those backs out of the backfield will have a lot of um, completions too, and so I just think it's just using everybody, and um, you know one of them will probably do it. With you and Coach Landon getting here more or less at the same time, what have you seen from him over the last eighteen months? That just his his growth with the the team, the program, or even this community that makes everyone seem so sure that he's the coach of the future here. Talking of his contract ex- extension. Well, I think he's extremely competitive and he wants to win. And, uh, you know, I think that's the most important thing. I think he just um, he's going to do whatever he can, whatever he's willing to do to go win games. And I think he knows that's most important. And, um, you know, especially in the game now, um, you know, winning games is is vital uh, to success of programs and um, recruiting and guys that you got on campus already. And, you know, I've just seen a – you know, I guess a determination to win, uh, you know, whatever necessary, whatever he's got to do um, to go out there and, and win football games. I'm kind of the same way. I'm very competitive. And so, you know, I appreciate that out of, you know, our head coach because um, at the end of the day, that's what I want. So for all moving in the same direction, doing whatever we can to win, uh, you know, I feel strong that we're going to get that done and we're going to win a, a lot of games. That's Bo Nix, Duck football quarterback, always so well-spoken, good stuff. Saw a lot of comments about just how good of a speaker he is. It's true. He, he is a really good, really good speaker. Uh, I also saw earlier, I meant to respond on YouTube, a question about saying, Joey, tell everyone in the uniform decision-making process that for the Hawaii game, we need the Ducks to wear the Ohana jerseys. I can understand why you're bringing that up. I can, I, I can pass things along i'll have my people get in touch with their people and by my people i mean scott so scott gets yeah that that one's on scott if something happens it's scott good talk today scott really glad that we could uh that we could do this uh coming up we're going to hear a little bit uh from jeffrey bossa from media day a duck football leader on the defense now let's do that when we come back on the oregon sports network from learfield As a local community credit union founded by teachers, OnPoint is committed to supporting the students and faculty at the University of Oregon. And on game day, we're right there with you on the field, in the bleachers, and in the classrooms. Drop by our local branch today and discover the many ways OnPoint can help support your financial well-being. OnPoint Community Credit Union. People are the point. 
federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. At Shadow Hills Country Club, we're more than just an award-winning golf course and practice facility. Our events team offers all-inclusive event pricing that allows us to take care of all the details while you enjoy your event. Our indoor and outdoor venues offer you a wide variety of fully staffed options that put the focus on you. From weddings to business and social events, at Shadow Hills Country Club Events Center, you get the benefits of a resort atmosphere and amenities in a peaceful country setting. Just minutes from downtown Eugene. Call for a tour today or visit Shadow Hills Events. Doc Insider, Doc Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> a heads up before something bad happens. You should not send that text. Uh-oh. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can reverse pre-diabetes and prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihadprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack in the Country Financial Studio. Uh, we've got a little bit more from Media Day. Also, some watch lists announced today, and some fun news to conclude the show for Oregon women's basketball. Jeffrey Bossa, I think a real leader on Oregon's defense for a lot of reasons. He met with the media for quite a while, actually, as part of Media Day. Let's hear from Duck linebacker Jeffrey Bossa. Evan just came in here and said that he wants this unit to be feared this season. Do you think that's attainable for this defense? Yeah, for sure. Um, and by that, what do you mean, like the safety room? He was just room describing just... The, the goals of the, okay. the defense, and he said he wants the Oregon defense to be feared this season. Yeah, 100%. I think that's something that, you know, the players know and realize, and I think that's something that, you know, Tosh and, Tosh and Lanning have also said as well, that they want us to be more fearless, you know, more relentless as well. So, What do you think a couple things you guys maybe need to get better at in order to kind of help that goal be I think just overall total defense. I mean, not anything in particular, particular really. I mean, shoot, last year we were, I think it was like six in the country in interception. So I think we did a good job of, you know, takeaways, but there's always room for improvement. So starting there. <clears throat> this is sort of being known as the year of the quarterback. Overall, as defense, are you guys sort of taking that challenge personally? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because every week is going to be new. It's going to be a new quarterback. So we have to go in there every week with the right mindset. And then we have to also realize that every week is we're going to see a different quarterback and realize that, you know, a quarterback like Cam Rising or may do something different than a quarterback like Michael Penning. So. <clears throat> Brandon claimed that he's the team's best chirper, trash talker on, on the team. Can you critique his trash talk on the field? Was that, was that doorless? Yes. Yeah, I'd for sure have to say Doris is one of one of the chipping ones on the team for sure. You know, sometimes you may not hear it in the game, but then, you know, if you're if you're close enough to Brandon, you'll hear it for sure. So, Evan obviously looks a lot like Bennett, sounds a lot like Bennett. Do you ever turn around and 
think that Bennett's back there. Yeah, no, it was actually scary when he first came in because they literally have, like, the same laugh and they, they read the exact same. So when, like, Evan's up, like, reading stuff on the board and stuff like that, it's kind of scary because you kind of still get, like, Bennett thing because I played with Bennett for two years. So, yeah, no, it's for sure it's for sure scary at first, but, yeah, I love, I love Evan. What, what things does he do that's, you know, really similar to Ben in terms of maybe approach? What things did he pick up from his brother, and what are a couple things that he's a little bit different? I think just how locked in, locked in he is to the game, um, like always getting extra work. And also, it's physical, just like his brother. You know, Ben was a guy who was, you know, around the ball a lot because playing that star position. And I think Evan, you know, playing those, like, free and boundary, I think he's around the ball a lot, and I think he's very, very physical as well. <clears throat> What's the goal for the defense this season? coming into the year and coming even into camp. What are some of those goals that you guys have for camp? Yeah, just looking into camp, you know, we don't want to look too far ahead, but looking into camp, I think Tosh has really instilled into our brains that, you know, we have to start off and be relentless. And I think that, um, just like I said previously, that, you know, that starts with more takeaways, you know, better tackling, you know, knockback tackling, little things like that. And I think that's something that we've done. We've, all, we've also got to rush the passer better. So I think that's something that we've done in the spring and the guys up front have done a great job of doing. I think the like, leaders in that room, like Dorlis, Keon, and then Popo as well, I think they've been instilling that into the young guys as well and been doing a good job of that. Dan called the theme of the offseason the good to great. From your perspective, just how have you seen yourself, this team, the unit, kind of embrace that, that theme? Yeah, let me start off with the team. I think the team has been doing an excellent job of that. I think that they've, you know, even read the book themselves. And I think a lot of the guys, like a lot of the leaders have, you know, been forcing that onto the new guys, like a lot of the transfers that have came in and a lot of the young guys that came in this summer and this spring that have been with us. So, yeah, overall, I think that's been, you know, the real motto of the of the offseason, just going good, going good to great, because, you know, like we're all we're always seen as like, you know, we'll maybe win 10 games or we'll be satisfied with 10 games, but that's not something that we're satisfied with this year. You know, we want to win like 13 games plus. So I think that's, you know, the goal that everybody has in mind. I thought that was a really great answer to what can be a difficult question. When you talk about goals and expectations, you know, a lot of people, you do want to look just right in front of you. You hear coaches talk about it all the time. There's a reason the coaches and athletes talk about that all the time. But that's a fair goal. You know, they do want to take that next step forward. I think that was one of the themes that I heard from Coach Lanning and from the entire team yesterday on media. And I think we're going to continue to hear it through fall camp is, you know, the whole idea that, that good is not necessarily what you're going for. You're going for great, right? It's it's all those old phrases and adages that we can all think of that that <laughs> that good is the enemy of great, right? Those sorts of things. So, in any case, uh, it is watch list season. Oregon offensive lineman Josh Connerly Jr. named to the preseason watch list for the Outland Trophy on Tuesday morning today. And defensive end Brandon Dorless and defensive back Evan Williams landed on the Bronco Nagurski Trophy watch list. Uh, the Outland Trophy is given annually to the nation's a top interior lineman, and the Nagurski Trophy is presented to the best defensive player in college football. There will be a ton of honors and watch lists coming out all throughout fall camp. Uh, these are the first of a few. Bo Nix was on the Maxwell Award already earlier this week. That's It's that kind of a season. Okay, this is a great way to end the show on a Tuesday. Women's basketball, a new roster addition. And the way that uh, the roster addition got told by Kelly Graves was pretty darn cool. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations to Medford native Ula Chamberlain. 
Kelly Graves uh, making that scholarship offer and announcing it today. A native of Medford, Oregon, Chamberlain began her collegiate career at Weber State during the 1920 season before later playing at UC San Diego. Chamberlain is a five foot eight guard, appeared in 56 career games, 26 of those starts, and averaged 7.6 points per game while shooting 35%. Welcome to Oregon. What a great way for that to happen, right? Uh, Coach Graves in front of the whole team making that announcement. Uh, tomorrow on the show, tons to cover. Uh, we also will have the first appearance from GoDucks.com Editor-in-Chief Rob Mosley, and tomorrow is the first day of Oregon football practice. We'll have interviews with the likes of Troy Franklin, Triquez Bridges, uh, a whole bunch of other Ducks as we continue to get you ready for Duck football. Yeah, it's going to be here before we know it. Practice tomorrow. See you then. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, or you can't drive high. You can run, or you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. My name is Teresa Barber. I was in the United States Navy, and I served overseas in the Middle East and Africa. Early on in my career, I had a commander that taught our suicide prevention training, and the very next day, he took his own life. 90% of suicide attempts involving a gun are fatal. My way of continuing my service is to help protect my community by being a responsible gun owner and by storing firearms safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by N Family Fire and the Ad Council.